Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast. It is, how many days are we in now, Catherine? I've forgotten. 150 or something. Yeah, it feels like we've been here a while now. But this is the Statoil Masters Tennis still. It is a fantastic tournament full of uh, past champions such as John Macchino, Andy Roddick, who've all been on the show already, Pat Cash. And today, Catherine Whitaker, we've got the ultimate guest, haven't we? Yeah, I need to start jazzing up the way I introduce the guests. So, da drum roll. It's Tim Henman. Hello, Tim Henman. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And how was today? Because you faced the man with the biggest forehand on the planet, I think, didn't you? And uh, and you almost won. Yeah, that's right. I was playing Fernando Gonzalez, and and uh, it's it's been great to have him on the uh, on the Champions Tour. This is his debut, and and uh, obviously I wanted to make his debut memorable. I didn't want to, you know, beat him in his first tournament. But uh, no, so it was it was uh, it was great. He's he's still hitting his forehand unbelievably well, and. And uh, we had a tight match. It was a set all, went to the champions tiebreak, and and uh, he ended up coming out just on top. And what is that atmosphere like out there? Because it was absolutely packed today, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean the attendances are always good, but I think this year has been one of the best. Um, it, it was uh, it was amazing to see, you know, not only the the seats around the court, the boxes, but up the top, um, it was it was a real full house. So the atmosphere is amazing, and and. Uh, the the Albert Hall is such a special place to play, given the history of um, of the building itself. But uh, the 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 design, everyone's so close to the atmosphere, uh, to the the action, and uh, that really helps. Um, it's the the sound, the acoustics when you're you're running around on the court, the the ball on the strings, and and uh, add to that a few. Um, pops of the champagne corks. Yes, there are a few of those. And uh, hey, mate, maybe we'll get a bit of champagne later, Catherine. Celebrate your win over me. Yeah, only one of us gets the champagne, though. Oh, right. I get, I get nothing. I've got to go and run around the block a few times. Get ready for the rematch, as uh, everybody keeps reminding me that I lost today. Uh, the score was 11-9 in the Champions tiebreak, and uh, I came back from four love down in it uh, to lead 6-4. And then I really don't know what happened there after mm-hmm. Tim Hammer. What, what are you supposed to do when you're 6-4 up in the Champions tiebreak? What do you do to make sure you don't let it slip? I, I um, rumor had it that when you'd won those six points in a row and you you had the momentum, uh, someone said you folded like a cheap suit. Um, so uh, 
you had the momentum, but obviously Catherine was able to to raise her game, change her tactics, um, make those lanky legs of yours move. <laughs> and she came out on top for a thoroughly well-deserved victory. Thoroughly well-deserved, Catherine. I'll tell you exactly what happened from 6-4 up. You, uh, you hit a double fault with your second serve landing bouncing before the net David oh, well, I thought happened. we were playing a bit of table tennis for that point right yeah well I, I can I can tell you a video has is available of that so enough of that in, in slow-mo no less in slow motion fantastic actually there was a, a terrible moment actually as well on match point in which um which I ordered a replayed point uh when I knew I'd hit a forehand at least six feet long I think you I've been ha- I've been cheating. I've been hanging around John McEnroe too long. Yes, yes, you needed Hawkeye. <laughs> she needed Hawkeye, and I, I I did actually extract a double foot from Catherine thereafter, but I still lost. So enough of that. Now Andy Roddick's played the tournament for the first time. Tim, um, he seems to be enjoying himself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was great to um, it's great to have him in London at the uh, playing on the Al- at the Albert Hall in the the Champions Tour. Um, I was able to to take him to Wimbledon um, a couple of days ago because uh, he's been made an honorary member, um, which he was so excited about having been a three-time finalist. If you if you win the tournament, you become an honorary member. But I think with his, you know, his impact in that event and and his rapport with the the British crowds, it was felt that um, you know it'd be a really nice gesture. So uh, um, he and his wife Brooklyn came and had tea with uh, um, Philip Brook and um, who's the chairman and and Jill, his wife and myself and. And uh, and he loved it. He was given uh, a few gifts, um, one of them being a um, a club tie, which is uh, I think completely useless because he doesn't know how to tie a tie. <laughs> he doesn't strike me as a tie kind of bloke. How rare is that? How many honorary members are there? Because the mm. the three players in my mind that stick out is really should have Wimbledon title, but don't are Andy Roddick, Pat Rafter, and Ken Rosewall. Good knowledge. So yeah, that's right. Um, so Pat Rafter isn't a member. You, you, an honorary member is is when you win the uh, um, when you win the singles. Um, I think there. I think uh, Todd Woodbridge and Mark Woodford might be honorary members, having won the doubles uh, eighty-seven times. Um, and uh, um, they're not not too many, so they're a they're a rare breed. Um, but I think in Roddick's case, thoroughly well deserved. He did tell us about the tea. He felt that this was a really big deal, that he got to have tea with Tim Henman at Wimbledon. He felt that was like the Rafael Nadal uh, winning Roland Garros for the first time, that it was just meant to be. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I, I would like to think that tea with me was, you know, a lot more important than Rafa winning the French. But uh, uh, no, it's good to have him at the club. And, and uh, he's obviously been... Uh, in London in the summer, um, four-time champion at Queen's, three times runner-up at Wimbledon. But to have him here in December and um, take that opportunity to, to get out to Wimbledon, uh, it was great. And, and hopefully, you know, we can have him back in, in London, not only during the championships, but uh, for the Statoil Masters. Absolutely. Catherine Whitaker, what question have you always wanted to ask Tim Herman? Oh, crikey. That's put you on the, on the spot, spot yeah. isn't it? Well, see, well, there's my joke question, which is, uh, which was actually supplied to me by, uh, or suggested to me by our, by our uh, guest uh, podcaster, Dave Levy, which was, Tim, you've, you've suffered some tough losses in your career. What advice have you got for David after his tough losses? How do I, how do I get over this? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I think I have had some tough losses. Um, you know, semi-final at Wimbledon on four occasions, losing to Goran Ivanišević. Pretty similar, really. Over three days. Um, but I, I don't think anything could quite compare <laughs> to losing to Catherine. So, uh, 
Um, I think you've got to... Uh, I think in sport, one of the most powerful things to have would be a selective memory. So you could only remember all your good shots, get rid of all your bad defeats. But I think even that would be still difficult to erase from your memory. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm working on the selective memory. Just a couple of questions uh, from our listeners, which we've, we've already had so far. I had one here, which was... Um, Marin Cilic has won a slam, but his overall career would, would pale into comparison with yours overall. Would you swap what you did for one slam? Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, winning a, winning a Grand Slam is, uh, is the pinnacle of the game. And, and uh, you know, I, I think I can reflect on, you know, other players um, from my era that, uh, that I felt I was probably better than or more consistent than um, who went on to win a Grand Slam. But that's, that's about being in the right place at the right time. And, and uh, you know, was I, was I good enough to win a Grand Slam? Absolutely. I don't think you're going to reach six Grand Slam semifinals without being half decent but uh, it's, it's fair to say that there were players that were better than me and um, you know in, in some of those big matches I you know lost to better players but uh, in terms of Chilich winning a you know Grand Slam it's a it's a fantastic achievement and and you know when you, you beat uh, you know Roger Federer in a, in a semi-final that is that is you know that is uh, an incredible result that's that's something that I wasn't able to do you know I had Sampras on a couple of occasions at Wimbledon I had Corio at the French um, I had uh, Federer in the in the semi-finals of the US Open and I wasn't able to pull off one of those victories so um, you know that's where Chilich deserves all the credit he gets of anything that question incidentally would came from uh, Simon on Twitter if um uh, if you look back on your career as a whole, I mean, you seem as happy as anybody in retirement, as mm. anybody I know. You seem to be having the life of Riley, quite mm. honestly. Um, is there anything you miss about it? Um, is there anything? I, I think competing against the best players in the world, in the best tournaments in the world, um, you know, on centre court, uh, I, I don't think you can ever replicate that. So, that, but that is the final piece of the puzzle. That is the final 1% that sits on the top. The other 99%, all the tournaments, the training, the travel, the dedication, the, um, the track work, the gym work, uh, the, the hours on the practice course. I'm exhausted just exactly. thinking about it. And, and uh, th those are the elements that I don't miss. And, and obviously the, you know, the travel with my family. And um, I like being at home. And, and uh, I sort of joke and said that if I knew retirement was this good, I would have stopped 10 years ago. <laughs> and sometimes I mean it. I've thought of another question. You're talking about how great retirement is. You're a very keen golfer, a very mm. good golfer. Would you swap your tennis career for having been a professional golfer? Because there's less grind, mm. there's less mm. training in the gym, and you could still be doing it now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. No, I, I, I started playing tennis when I was three, and, and uh, I knew by six that that's what I wanted to do. And and uh, it's always been, you know, one of my passions. I, I love the game, and and uh, and I always will. So, uh, and I really like golf, but uh, it's not in the same, you know, stratosphere to me as in terms of a profession and uh, uh, and uh, an opportunity. So, um, no, I always always wanted to play tennis. Now, you still have one more day of this tournament left. Unfortunately for you, you're out of the actual ATP Champions event, which is uh, putting... Sorry, I didn't mean to rub it in, but, you know, it's just fact. Deal with it. I've got to deal <laughs> with my defeat. Uh, Fernando Gonzalez was, your, was the man who beat you. 
either Andy Roddick or who else is the other fellow? It's Javier Melis, isn't it? Who could uh, who will face uh, Gonzalez in the final festival? Who do you think is going to come out on top in the Champions Tour? Um, I, I think uh, Roddick is the slight favourite. Um, I'm sort of looking at their age and thinking they're fa- fairly similar. Um, look at their games; they're both. You know, baseline is two-handed backhand for, for both of them, big forehands. But uh, I think on an indoor court like this, um, Roddick's serving could, um, you know, give him the edge. So, uh, you know, I'm expecting a, a Roddick-Gonzalez final and what a what a fitting final that would be. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. You played doubles with Roddick last night, didn't you? Mm. Did you have to duck at all? Because he doesn't half hit the ball hard. No, step. no, that's right. And, uh, um, you know, we, we uh, I, th- I think our career is going to remain undefeated having beaten uh, uh, Ross Hutchins and Jamie Murray but uh, yeah it was good fun when you see uh, when you're at the net and, and you've got someone serving as well as he does um, then uh, makes my life at the net pretty easy and tomorrow it is the Milan World Team Tennis Smash It's event you're on team Billy Jean That's against right. team Elton John I certainly am. It's uh, it's my world uh, world team tennis debut, and and looking forward to it. Obviously, we're we're raising money for the Elton John AIDS Foundation, and and uh, um, there's two pretty competitive teams, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Other names that are going to be in there alongside Tim, we will have Sabina Lizicki and Kim Kleisters, Andy Roddick and John McEnroe on the other team alongside Heather Watson and Martina Hingis. So it's a a full field uh, to enjoy. That is uh, live on ITV for tomorrow evening. Final question, Tim Hedman. Final question is, who's going to win the Australian Open? Um, I think right now Djokovic. Um, The way he played last year, I mean, that's not exactly going out on a limb. And for the women's, I'm going to say... Serena Williams, talk about picking the favourites. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you've got to pick the right people. That's the important bit. Tim Hemmer, thank you very much for joining us. Thank Great you. to have you with us. Thanks, David. Thanks, Catherine. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.